When Stars Align is a weekly half-hour podcast where we unite different zodiac signs and talk about popular topics and current events happening around the world. Today we have a very special guest with us, my dear friend Austin Maddox. She works at GOAT, the online platform that sells rare sneakers and luxury apparel, but her true passion is yoga. So we're going to talk about yoga, spirituality, and mindfulness today. If you're into astrology, you might already be able to guess that Austin's sign is a Virgo. That's what comes to mind for me when I think of the pure soul. Perfect people. There we go. See, she's she's answering, <laughs> she's answering it for me. So I say that because Virgos are known for being hardworking, creative, patient, the typical yogi. On the flip side, though, you guys can be kind of picky, critical, and uptight. But that's probably because you're notorious for being perfectionists, like you said before. I think that's true. Yeah. I'll admit to that. This is what I love when I when I <laughs> when I dissect the sign I'll on this show, and then they admit to it. So you were actually one of the first people to get me into astrology, um, back in college, and on a more deeper level, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, you would always say things to me whenever I would do anything. You'd just be like, "Oh, you're such a Gemini." Do you remember that? Yes, because you really are. What does that mean to you? Tell the people what you are such a Gemini means. Oh, it means so much, but I think Geminis are people, people. They love to make their points. They love to get into dialogue yep. and dialogue. Are we good communicators or pretty terrible? You lean on the good side, but I think sometimes when it's like making the point and other mm. Geminis do this that I know, it's like you overdo it. Yeah. You go to like- Good intentions, but sometimes yes. the way it's executed and translated is too overbearing. Yes. Yeah. Just wanting to be heard though, it all comes- And I love Geminis. Yeah. I do. And Geminis are really talented people. In, they, your, in your life, have you ever been in love with a Gemini? I have. I'm oh. in love with you. Oh, thanks, Aust. Okay, yes. cool. We'll take that. Yes. <laughs> but do you think that that's a good match for you, relationship-wise? I honestly wise? do think so because, okay, so Geminis and Virgos are both ruled by Mercury. Yep. And so that's a, I think that's a plan of, like, communication. I think Mercury has something to do with communication. communication. You're right, because it's uh, the, the messenger. Hermes. Yeah. It's his and planet, yes. and he is the messenger. god of communication. Yeah. Messenger. We're like on different sides of Mercury. Communication is like a big thing for both of us. So I understand Geminis really well, I think, yeah. and Geminis and I work together really well because Geminis tend to have all these huge ideas. Mm -hmm. and I feel like Virgos are really practical and like help execute things really well too. So yeah. very creative mm -hmm. as well. Very creative, and Virgos appreciate talent and people that are good at what they do and Geminis are, are that, so. And Beyonce's a Virgo. And Beyonce's a Virgo. So that tells you all you need to know right and just there. just like Beyonce. <laughs> she is. <laughs> uh, so, Ost, who put you or what put you onto astrology? When was the first time mm -hmm. in your life where you really got into it? I think two things are coming up for me. It's my aunt because in my family, my aunt is born September 11th. My dad is... September 12th and I'm the 13th oh damn and so there's a lot of Virgos and so my aunt would always just be like Virgos like we're Virgos mm -hmm. and she would like say that and I'm like okay what does that really mean so that got me like just like put that in my head yeah. and then you know in 17 magazine and like Teen Vogue there would always be the horoscopes that you could have for your sign so yeah. then that got me thinking about it a little bit more and then I realized that Virgo is so true for me and so that's what made me like kind of get into it more and look at it for myself but 
I think I'm not as into it as other people, especially now it's gotten so big, just astrology It's in very commercialized now. Yeah. Do and you think that that's good? I think people sometimes take it too far and like mm. won't, if, if you're not on my like compatible list and mm-hmm. like it's not going to happen or like they just write people off sometimes based on their signs. But you know, it's fun. It's a good way to learn about yourself. But I think too with signs and their different characteristics, that's like a starting off point for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, Virgos are perfectionists. So I can take these steps to change that or like help myself. So it's not like a fixed thing. And I think people think if you're a Gemini, you're always going to be this chaotic this energy. chaotic energy. Yeah. And that so. doesn't have to be true. Right. Only sometimes. Yes. So you don't date based on sign compatibility. No, no. That's There's already slim pickings in this world <laughs> for women. Facts. Um, just for people in general. It's slim pickings. I can't yeah. just narrow it down. And it's interesting that you brought up the Seventeen magazine because we actually talked to one of your best friends, Caleb yes. Land. Yes. And she said that where she got into astrology was also Seventeen magazine. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And it's not a surprise that she's a Scorpio because Scorpios and Virgos are very yeah. compatible. Yeah. So there we mm-hmm. go. Does being a Virgo make sense to you? And if mm-hmm. so, why? Absolutely. I could not be any other sign. <laughs> Wait, if you had to be one other sign, what would it be? Probably a Gemini. I think so, too. Yeah. I feel like I have, like, Gemini tendencies. You do. Are you a moon or a... No, it's person? not in my chart anywhere. Huh. But really? I... Yeah, I just feel like I could be a Gemini. I think the Mercury thing is, mm-hmm. like, the connection. Virgo resonates with me just because we're hardworking. We care about being skillful at things, not just being, like, known for being good at things, but we actually like yep. to hone in on a skill. We like being helpful to people and, like, give criticism, constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. And And it's always really good constructive criticism. Yeah. Because you're very smart people. And when you feel a certain way about something, you're passionate about it. You're going to be like, no, this is ABC reasons why I like this or I don't like this. And I think that that makes you guys very effective communicators in a way. Yeah. But continue as you're saying. Because I think like if I don't really care, I won't really say anything. Exactly. I won't give you any criticism. But if I do care, then I will say, oh, like I think you can make this better doing this or have you thought about doing that so that resonates with me and we're also very nurturing and I feel like I'm a very nurturing person and I'll put people that I love before me and work on it goes also with like providing constructive criticism it's like I will give you constructive criticism and help you work on your project and work on your thing honing in on that uh, you said that you love to develop a skill and really focus on being skillful at things yeah and we're gonna talk about yoga for you because mm-hmm. I think that is your one of your best impressive skills I would mm. say this is this is kind of a shady comment a shady question here we go here <laughs> so we go. Virgos also, you guys kind of think you're the best sign in the Zodiac. Is that, that's no shade, but do you guys have any flaws? (laughs) I think Virgos need to look out for themselves more because we are the best sign in the Zodiac. A lot of people are going to want our energy, our time, kind of suck the life out of Mm. us. So we need to set more boundaries and not want to please everybody and do everything. I think when we can't, when we set a boundary saying we're not going to do this, it kind of that signals that we're not able to, we can do it. We just don't have the bandwidth and we need to put ourselves first. So you guys do. That's our flaw. I love my Virgos. They get on my nerves sometimes, but some of the best friends in my life are all Virgos. My mom was a Virgo. Shout yes. out to her. Yeah. So let's go into your skill. What got you into yoga? And when did, when did you get into yoga? I took my first yoga class when I was 12 at my mm. high school or my middle school. My teacher was Miss Sullivan, Sarah Sullivan. 
yeah, it was like offered as a fitness class. And so that was the first time I did it. Before yoga, I did gymnastics for six or seven years. Yoga was a way for me to hone in on my skills that I gained in gymnastics, flexibility, strength, working with my body and really being in tune with my body um, without the pressure of being perfect and competing and like doing stuff like that. So since I was 12, I did yoga. I was even in like yoga in summer camp, which is really nerdy to say, (laughs) but I did that when I was younger. And then, you know, on and off as I grew up, I got more anxiety and I struggled more with that. And my mom was like, you should just like do yoga more consistently to help with anxiety. So I started going to a studio consistently, then studied more about yoga philosophy and yoga history, which then will tell you more about like why people even do yoga, the The spiritual act, the benefits Mm -hmm. mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And then once you learn that, it makes you want to do it even more and make it a part of your life. Mm -hmm. So that's how I started. And now I practice five days a week. And now I'm getting my teacher training certification. That's so so exciting. Congratulations on that, by the way. You said you were done in a week? I'm done this weekend, child. Oh my God. I'm so ready to be done. What are the hours that you put in to do these certification classes? So it's a 200 hour class. So that's 200 hours of like class time. Mm -hmm. It's every weekend, 8.30 a.m. Oh, absolutely To 3 p.m. No, not me. I wouldn't Um, do it. Well, that's the thing though. You have discipline. Well, a lot of people can learn from this because millennials, especially and Gen Z, don't have the best discipline. I'll be yeah. the first to admit I don't. Yeah, I mean it's it's also just like getting like the bigger picture. I do not like waking up early. Sometimes I'm just rolling out of bed just to get there and get in front of my computer because it's on Zoom, which is the nice thing. But it's like the bigger picture is I've been doing this practice since I was 12. I need to just get the certification so I can help other people. And one of the big principles of yoga is you do it to give it to other people yeah you learn your lessons and then you teach others so how do I do that I have to get the certification and the big thing in yoga is discipline doing it consistently and you see the benefits come from that I was not disciplined at all I still like would say discipline is something I need to work on Mm -hmm. but yoga helps and the yoga helps you work on that discipline or what do you think is that one of the big things yeah I'm really into practice and this is something that like Beyonce is really into as Mm -hmm. well practicing she says this in her homecoming documentary she talks about practicing and rehearsing how Mm -hmm. she's always rehearsing she practices her choreography her performances over and over and over again she's the first one in the last one out people don't like to practice they don't like to Mm -hmm. look imperfect but when you keep trying and use that space for practice where it's just like you can try anything and you can be imperfect and you can just really hone in on certain things it's cool to see yourself evolve so once you give yourself the grace and the time to practice and it could be whatever give yourself time to try something and get better over time when you see the benefits you're like okay I see what discipline or doing something consistently can do for me so that helps discipline when you see improvements or just yes, notice it definitely helps seeing improvements and I'll be the first to see say I'll have moments where I work out for weeks on end and then I'll have moments where I don't work out for weeks on end and it's just very up and down for me but finding that routine is so important what is your goal what do you want to do with this certification do you want to open a studio do you want to be a teacher on the side of your goat job what's the goal I think my like short-term goal or just immediate goal is to be a teacher on the side um, and do online teaching and some in person but yeah my long-term goal I'm kind of just gonna follow wherever it takes me my main motivation like I said is just to teach others and help others learn some of what I've gained from the practice this ancient practice it's 2600 years old so it's just an honor to be able to like bring that to other people especially like our friends and like people here I think yoga is it is 
a workout, but it's also there's so much mental meditation. Yeah, there's there's a spirituality to it. There's so many benefits, and everyone can really make it their own thing. Mm -hmm. And I just want to give that to other people. So wherever it takes me, I've been able to connect with brands too, which has been really nice. So yeah, what was that? So on your Instagram, Austin posts the sickest yoga videos ever, where she's just doing these wild shavasana shits. I don't know what the (laughs) hell you do. You did a brand partnership with with Beyond Yoga. With Beyond Yoga, one of my favorite. And you were like posting stories for them and Mm -hmm. just did an Instagram takeover for them. And they have a ton of followers. Yeah, they're really, really well-known yoga clothing line or just like athletic clothing brand. And so they reached out to me to do um, an Instagram story takeover and it was so much fun. I really like the brand because it involves wellness, integrating that into your lifestyle, whatever that means to you, but finding Mm -hmm. time for wellness. Um, So that's what I talked about, my routine, how I integrate yoga and like just moments for mental health in my day while being super busy and like having a real job. So yeah, things like that, I think I would love to do more and I just like kind of follow wherever it takes me. And does yoga, going into the mindfulness part of it, Mm -hmm. does it help you escape from reality and how do you use it for benefiting your mental health purposes? Yeah, I think yoga helps with becoming more present into how you feel, channeling your energy into things that could be more beneficial for you, feeling your feelings. I think we also like to block out how we feel a lot and disassociate, get out of our body, get out of the present moment to escape. But yoga will bring you back into your body. It's so focused on the details of how this muscle moves or the placement of your hand. So you really have to pay attention. And that helps me stay in the present moment, check Mm -hmm. in with myself. And also just the lessons of working on a pose that's really hard and not being able to do it. But then over time, I practice. I try things I never thought I would ever do in my life. And now I can do them pretty easily just because I gave myself the opportunity and blocked out that negative self-talk. There's so many things that we talk ourselves out of and say, oh, this is going to hurt. Oh, I can't do it before you've even tried it. So it's like how you, and even that, thought process will tense your muscles up or make something harder for you. So I learned so many things through the process that I apply to everyday life. So That's powerful. So you do yeah. use that like in your relationships, your friendships, just your work, everything. It translates. Yeah. yeah. I think yoga is a really powerful tool. It's one of the one things that I, when I was into it, like a lot, I went to Playlist. Do you remember Playlist? Yes, I remember Playlist. That's and a loud, a loud Yeah, studio. yeah, yeah. You don't like that. <laughs> so you, yeah, that's the thing. Do you yeah. like, what's your type of yoga? Uh, I do vinyasa, power vinyasa, and I also do some ashtanga, which is a very, very traditional yoga practice. Is that hot yoga? No, neither of them. I don't really like to do hot yoga. I can do like a heated room. But I think when you're at the level where you're doing handstands and you're doing other crazy stuff, it's like if it's 100 degrees, you're going to pass out. Yes, true. And I now with COVID, like I just do it in my living room. It could be like 78 degrees and that's it. How many hours a day a week, like during the weekdays are you doing? When I practice, I will practice for like an hour and a half. And can you do every pose in the book? No, no. And that's another lesson. There's always going to be something more that you can do. And so I accomplish something and I'm like, okay, great. And then I just move on. Let it go. You can't, you can't focus on the good things or the bad things. They Mm -hmm. are what they are. And it's because you've practiced. So it's not like, oh my God, I'm so special. It's I've put in the time to do this. Great. Now there's another thing. You look at people that do yoga and you're just going to be like, some things I'll never get and that's fine. It's about the journey. There's always going to be a challenge. There's always going to be ways to push yourself. Yeah. Which helps me because I'm just like I as a as a Virgo we want to be perfection we want to 
reach the highest level of whatever it is. But with yoga, there's always going to be something else. So in order for me to be satisfied, I have to be happy with the journey and happy with all the lessons that I learned, which coming from a Virgo is crazy for me to even admit. But those are like the things that I've learned. So that's amazing. I love that. I've definitely seen the growth and the journey and it's beautiful to see. Thanks, Um, Of course, awesome. (laughs) Um, So I personally, and you'll know this, have a very difficult time calming my mind Mm -hmm. and putting all the crazy thoughts to the back. Me too. You say me too, but I feel like you have a much easier time than me and than most people Mm -hmm. to do that. And what advice would you give listeners about how to calm your mind? Yeah, so I think yoga and also Buddhism helps me do this. I was so bad at it as Virgos too. Like we, it's like replaying thoughts, fixating on a thought constantly. And even though you've thought this thing, this scenario through a hundred times, you do it a hundred times more. So how do you break that? You have to acknowledge how you feel. So like there's this acronym, it's called RAIN, R-A-I-N, recognize, accept, so recognize the thought, recognize your feeling, accept it. If it's a negative feeling, it's okay. That's how you feel. There's no judgment on your feelings. There's no good or bad feelings. Yeah. They just are. Investigate, figure out like the source of it, the true source. And the, the way to do that is to really like meditate on your feelings. So a lot of people think mm-hmm. meditation is clearing your thoughts. No, it's acknowledging them, letting them in. Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh, he's like, you let your feelings in, you invite them for tea and just I like talk that. to them because they're always going to be there. And usually when you have a repetitive thought, you're not getting down to the actual root. So it keeps cycling. So when you can, you know, recognize it, accept it, investigate the real feeling, and then N is nurture it. Nurture that thought. Give it space to be your human. Let it happen. And that's what I do in a lot of my meditations. It's like, okay, what's coming up for me right now? How do I work through it? I love that, honestly. And that is a really important acronym to remember. Cause rain. There's, yeah, rain, guys. I don't know what it is, honestly, but when I meditate or when mm-hmm. most people learn to meditate, it's breathing and mm-hmm. doing those exercises. And like you said, letting the thoughts come in and letting them pass mm-hmm. and like just like not turning them away, but mm-hmm. acknowledging them, like you said. Mm-hmm. And there's some power to what you said in the sense that you can sit with them. Yeah. You can sit with those thoughts. That's hard. It's, it's a hard, hard thing to do. And I think sometimes why it's hard to meditate and why it was hard for me to start is because you're so familiar with those feelings of anxiety, of stress of being scared of being you know anxious that you don't want to let them go you don't want to take the steps that you know will help you in the end you don't want to sit down and like actually do the work of investigating nurturing you don't want to do that yeah so you don't meditate you just like put it off and, and how, often, how long do you meditate because i can do five minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends. So sometimes I have a group and we'll do 30 minutes. Jeez. <laughs> and you just sit there in silence? It's like Ooh. partly guided. So there's yeah. somebody that guides it. But yeah, it's silent for like 90% of it. Oh my God. So I do it with a group. And being with a group helps me so much because yeah, there's times in the morning and then like we talk about stuff afterwards. So that's fine. But then Just like things like, you're grateful for. Do you, do you do the thing where you wake up in the morning and you write down or think of five things you're grateful for every day? Do you do that? Or is that too I, much? Yes. So, like, that's the thing, too. It's like you learn things that everyone does and you take what works for you and then you leave it. So that does not work for me because I wake up and, like, immediately, like, start working or, like, start... 
my ideal day is like I wake up, drink a glass of water, read a chapter of a book, meditate, and then start working. But that's not how life goes. True. So um, everyone wants to be able to say they do the the healthy thing where they wake up, go on a long walk, and get a coffee, and come. It's it's hard to do yeah. that. Some days I do it, and yeah. those days I'm grateful for it, and I just I take that. But other days I'm not able to, and I don't beat myself up for no, it. You're grateful like, for those those days too because yeah. you're alive and doing your shit. Yeah, and that makes the days where I can do my process that much better so yeah I meditate for as little as like two to five minutes and for as long as 30 to 45 it depends and it's it's a skill too meditation is a skill it's something that if you do it frequently enough it'll come easier to you and being able to sit for longer it's tough for me yeah I mean it's a tough thing but it's honestly comforting to hear that you can do it you do it from two to five minutes sometimes as well it's easier than doing nothing and sometimes I'm like honestly like my mind is spinning I just need like a two minute Mm -hmm. just whatever just sit down and breathe and just focus on your thoughts and let them pass yeah yeah, no, I use Headspace. Yeah. Do, you, do you use Headspace used or it. Calm? Yeah, I've used Headspace. I have like these other apps now. Insight Timer is a really good app because okay. it's free and you can get like 25,000. Like anybody can kind of like upload hmm. meditations onto them. And then I have another like Buddhist app that I use. That's great because Headspace is expensive. And Calm Insight is. Timer. Inside timer. All right, yeah. sweet. Going along with that, because I want to get your recommendations for tools that people can use to help themselves. What books are you reading? What mm-hmm. uh, YouTube videos do you watch for meditation and yoga? Mm-hmm. What influencers do you follow? So books right now, I'm reading all about love by Bell Hooks. And it's you love really Bell Hooks. Popular. Yeah, she's really great. Yep. R.I.P. She I know. passed away I recently. Know. But I read that. It's one of those books that is just so, like every sentence will change your life. So I'm like, okay, I've read that. three words. I need to like close <laughs> You're it. You're like, I'm good. I'm like, I'm like closing this for a week because it's like. <laughs> too much. It's too much. I need, to like, I need to absorb it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really good. And it, it is about love and like the way that we love. We're taught to love or we're not taught to love and the way that we think about it. And it's really good. I think you would really like it too. And I read other like Buddhist books. Thich Nhat Hanh has so many books on meditation that I recommend anything by him. My instructor, my yoga instructor, mm-hmm. Deanna DiCarlo. Shout out to her. Okay, she's shout out. from Toronto and she is my instructor. I follow her on Instagram. She's really so talented and she's just like a great teacher. Those are great awesome. examples. I just, I want it so people can kind of, if they're about yeah. to embark on the journey of yoga, yeah. mindfulness, meditation, self-love, all of that, yeah. they have places to start. Self-love. Just to close out, because I, I think it's really important to talk about that, um, especially with people in 2022 in this day and age, there's a lot of shit going around in the world that's just depressing and violent and sad. Mm. How do you personally, and what would be your advice to mastering self-love mm-hmm. and learning how to to not tune out the bad shit because mm-hmm. it's important to recognize it, yeah. but maybe tune it out for an hour a day and just yeah. like focusing on you. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. I think first it's learning who you are and what you like mm-hmm. and what are the things that really make you happy without anything else. If you could do anything with your time, what would you do? If you didn't have to work, what would you do? Because I learned this during COVID, during quarantine, when like there was nothing to do. So what did I gravitate towards naturally? I gravitated towards yoga. I gravitated towards drinking tea, sitting out in the sun, making a really good meal. So those are the things that I carried with me. And self-love is an action. You can't just be like, well, I don't hate myself, so I love myself. That's how I thought about it. And that was, that was 
that's as not far it. as it went. Yeah. But it's not that. It's an active thing because, like you're saying, there's so many things going on in the world, so much media that we consume that's like, if you don't look like this, you're not so this. Toxic. You need to grind every single moment of your life. And it's just, that's not true. At the end of the day, all you have is you and your body and your mind and your health. That's the most important thing. And you need to nurture that. And when you can practice self-love, you're treating yourself to a higher standard so other people can't come in and treat you any kind of way because you're already treating yourself as you deserve to be treated. You're nurturing yourself so you're able to be a better sister, daughter, friend. You're able to function better and just be more healthy in mind and spirit. So I would just say like really tap into what you care about and what makes you happy and then find little things. Sometimes it's maybe like a more stripped down version of that depending on what your day looks like. Sometimes it's my moment to get out in the sun is going to get my coffee and I just walk to get it instead of ordering it and i do honestly like... <laughs> that's my moment out in the sun yeah. seriously and that's sometimes and that like, makes me feel it. good because yeah. you just need a little bit of vitamin d yeah. and you can recharge a bit honestly yeah. it helps and sometimes that's it sometimes i just need to if i can't do yoga for an hour and a half it's like i need to stretch for five minutes between this call don't beat yourself up about how much you were able to do not everything is like am I good enough? Am I doing this right? It's just, what can I manage today? What's manageable for me? Maybe it's reading a chapter, a few sentences, and then putting it back. Like, it's just finding those little things and don't make so many rules. Looks Be kind to yourself. That's the main thing. Yeah, because self-love really is being kind to yourself and like kind of just filtering out those negative thoughts that oftentimes arise and really can affect your day in such a negative way. Sometimes it's really overbearing and like the anxiety, mental health wise, like you you were just saying, like yoga has really helped you with your anxiety and depression, what have you. And finding something that really helps you kind of overcome those feelings of dread and Mm -hmm. just hate, hate really for the world and for yourself. It's so important. So I encourage people, and I know Austin does too, to try different outlets like yoga or meditation yeah. or whatever, like working yeah. out, getting five minutes of sun a day. Yeah. And that can be really hard for some people. Yeah. Some people have trouble just getting outside for a minute and right. don't even want to see the light of day. Right. I've been there. You've probably been there. Yeah. All of us have been there. I, I really think that this is a great episode and this one really hits home for me because it just teaches you how to love, be loved, and treat yourself better because yeah. that's important. Yeah. And we all need to do that and we all deserve to do that yeah Oz, thank you so much for coming on this is thanks episode for having seven. me you're oh amazing gosh. i love this i honestly this wanted so to fun. cry um <laughs> it, i'm gonna meditate after this and yeah we will see you guys next week on when stars align peace